A fox knows many things, but a hedgehog knows one important thing. One important thing. One important thing. Welcome to the Spiritual Hedgehog Podcast, where we explore the role philosophy and faith play in your daily life. Here are your hosts, Sarah Gardner and Pastor Eric Dahl. Well, welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Hedgehog, and uh, this one's going to be interesting because uh, uh, you have recently announced that you are leaving St. Mark's uh, after more than 20 years yeah. and starting a new chapter. And so you had talked about the idea of uh, talking about the spiritual aspects of saying goodbye. Yeah. Well, I, uh, boy, it's, and it's a, it's a tough one. I've, I, I think I can already feel myself emotionally tired because I'm trying uh, to be present as much as possible as I'm saying goodbye to people. Um, and the and when I talk about a spiritual aspect of it, I guess I, I think there are so many ways to run away from saying goodbye, but I think in the midst of relationships, God calls us, um, calls us to, to take those relationships seriously enough to make sure you're intentional and not just running away. I think, I don't know if I ever told you this, Ira, but when I was, I was a kid, the big joke was anytime the goodbyes would start or whatever, I just head to the basement. I didn't mm-hmm. like, didn't like to deal with it, you know? And so, um, and I think in part, I think about leaving my first call once I was away from there. Um, I just wanted to be gone. Uh, and so I, in my 22 years at St. Mark's, I think there is a spiritual aspect of thinking about how we say goodbye. And a, a couple of stories come to mind. One, I remember I, I've talked about my trip to India before, but I remember as um, we were saying goodbye um, one of the, uh, the, the Indians from, you know, from India was saying, you Americans, you're so bad at saying goodbye. You know, we always just talk about until, until we see you again, you know, he, he pulled the English word ta-ta out because of course they're an English colony, but he, he said, you know, there is really that sense of we are sending you and we will receive you anytime you come back. And I think we've lost the sense for goodbye is just old English that, come, that, that, that God, God be with you. That's what goodbye comes from. Um, and, you know, we shorten it, and I think we've totally forgotten that. God be with you as you go, and God be with you as you come back. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I know you've been in Spokane, but you're pretty much, you moved away for a little bit. And then you came. I have been here for almost my entire life since I was nine years old. Okay. Um, I am not particularly good at saying goodbye, uh, uh, in that I am not particularly good at even moving. I am, I'm, I've lived in the same, I've only lived in, uh, uh, since I was an adult, I've lived in one, two, three, four places. Okay. Um, and and that's you know my son by contrast he's 23 and he's already lived in six places uh you know and and they're looking to buy a house and and i'm sure that they will be one of those uh couples that moves every so many years okay um so i tend to uh stay pretty rooted uh, even though i i like to travel a lot 
Well, to get into this a little bit, I mean, that's think think about it for a second. I mean, I'm curious, and I'll ask you first. I'll share kind of the Midwest goodbye, and then I'm curious how you would say your family has been, like when you've had relatives come or whatever. But you know, the story I I will tell is, you know, it's time to say goodbye, and this this would be like classic um, when I'd be with my mom and dad before I was going back to college, and. You know, we'd be sitting around the kitchen table. I guess it's time to say goodbye and I'd move out to where I'm putting my shoes on, spend 15 minutes there talking, <laughs> saying goodbye. And then we'd move out to the front step and, you know, the, the conversation would continue. And then you'd move out to the car and just about be ready to get into the car. And then inevitably, you would forget something inside the house and the whole process would have to start <laughs> all over again. Um, and, but something I remember that started with my dad is my dad would always say a prayer for me, right? As I was about to drive away and he would say it out loud usually with his, his arms around me, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, so it was the, the very intentionality, but we call that the Midwest goodbye because it's true. You, you know, we, that would happen all over the place, wherever we would go is just, you couldn't just leave, you know, and, but, but there's something healthy about that too, mm -hmm. about that intentionality that happens to say, we don't know when we're going to see each other again. How do you, how do you mark that time? So I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you have any stories or I mean, recollections? I, I know I might be pull, pulling some stuff out of you here, but I have a couple other. No, I mean, you know, what's interesting for me, I, uh, the, the topic of goodbyes is, is an interesting one for me. Um, the way my family of origin culture works, um, it's been more of, well, see you next time. And, and just uh, not the Midwest style at all, but rather, hey, this is great. See you next time. We'll see you when we see you. Um, and, and what's interesting about my family of origin, uh, and I'm thinking more specifically on my mother's side where I have a lot more cousins, um, that the family is very casual about the comings and goings, but when you're together, you're really together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I've had this comfort of knowing that, uh, you know, 10 years could pass before I see you again. But when I see you again, it's going to feel like it, we, were, we were never separated. Yeah. Um, and I've got some family in far off places, um, uh, including I've got a cousin and, and aunt and uncle in Australia um, that we don't see each other very often. And it might be 10 years between visits. And yet I feel that bond, that connection uh, so deeply uh, and I have such gratitude for my family that way. Uh, and then the other thing, um, the reason goodbyes are, are um, I guess, I haven't thought of them in, in the weighty way of things so much is because I've tended to look at goodbyes as great opportunities to expand uh, my travels. Uh, and so, for example, uh, Two of my very closest uh, friends from high school and college, uh, one moved to San Francisco, the other moved to New York. And that actually expanded my horizons because I would go visit them and I would go spend time with them. And, uh, and so I, I like to put little marks on a map and say, oh, well, guess what? I have a new place to visit now. 
uh, and somebody is the uh, trailblazer ahead of me that's going to uh, uh, explore it, uh, so to speak. And in my photography work, one of the things that's worked really well with my travel photography is often uh, I'll get a, a compliment that says, you didn't photograph like a tourist. Your images feel authentic. Well, that's in part because of two things. One, I'm spending time with friends and family that truly know the places that I'm traveling. Uh, and secondly, because I have friends and family there, I'm often staying much longer than I would on a typical vacation. And I get to know that place and I get to photograph it a little bit more. So, um, and then I guess, you know, the other thing I think about is I try to honor the relationships um, in a way that, that goodbye doesn't feel so permanent. That's nice. Well, I, so I, as a teacher, you have to say goodbye to students every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my guess is some of your students get pretty close to you and, and you know, um, not only intellectually, but there's always an emotional bond too between, you know, teacher and student. Have you, I mean, do you, have you noticed that you set up over the course of your time as, as a teacher, any rituals in, in, in ways of saying goodbye or is the, or is the final test or the final paper or whatever does that and whatever you write on their paper kind of become the goodbyes or, um, well, now you're touching upon a, a, a sensitive subject for me, which is the fact that I have been teaching now for 22 years, and I only just now feel like I have figured some things out that I kind of regret not having figured out sooner. Um, because you're right, I do feel like I need to have done more to honor that relationship because you're, you know, um, the fact that I teach within a program of study where my students are with me for two years. Uh, some, some may take a little bit longer than two years, but by and large, a minimum of two years together. Uh, I get to know my students extremely well. Um, and the goodbyes are made more difficult that way because, uh, of course, it's almost like the goodbye of a parent of like, okay, now I want you to go out and be successful. Uh, I want you to find happiness. I want you to, to thrive and prosper. And I just pray that I've equipped you uh, with the survival skills necessary to thrive. Um, but I've been thinking more about the fact that uh, there's more that I should be doing in developing rituals of goodbye. Because uh, I, I keep thinking about uh, this quote uh, that I can't remember who said it, but th that basically people don't remember what you do. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And I think goodbyes are about setting the tenor of how do you want people to feel when you're, when you're remembered or when you're away, when you're apart from each other. So I think that is a big part of what a goodbye is about is how do you want people to, um, feel as a potentially last impression. You know, we always talk about first impressions being so critical to the formation of any relationship. But I also think the goodbye is even more, uh, more powerful, particularly if there's a chance you might not see that person again. Let's yeah. Well, so, so some biblical images that come to my mind, you know, one is Jesus, in, in John's gospel, 
the writer, the writer of John's gospel gives basically three chapters for Jesus saying goodbye to his disciples. And, you know, that maybe towards the end of this, we can just touch on a little bit. You know, there is the goodbye when you know you're saying goodbye to a loved one, you know, um, and, and also, you know, the, the, the final goodbye of death in a sense. But for Jesus, you know, it's, it's setting the scene. So it's also, if you look at the Old Testament, you know, whether it's Moses or whether it's um, uh, Joshua or whether it's uh, Jacob or uh, even Noah, and some of these folks have these, basically there's this speech that happens. And as, as they are saying goodbye, to kind of set that, team, that, that scene, well, it starts in, in some ways, very beginning part of that farewell discourse for Jesus is um, believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house are many, we used to say mansions, but many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I tell you that I go and prepare a place for you? I, I think that does get at what you're talking about and that little sense of, you know, they don't remember what you say, they remember how they felt. And I, I almost wonder if, if part of the journey that Jesus is setting up there is, is that emotional connection that says, not only have I had you in life, I will have you in death. Um, and, and that emotional hook that's going to allow, you know, you know, the sustaining that, that goes on. Um, you know, and so, and the other, the other one, and this, you know, and I think about this, I'll either write about this one for the church, or I might use it in my, my this sermon, the final sermon that I give of my 22 years of ministry. It's, um, and you've heard me use uh, this passage before from Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Well, that same word, again, when you talk about cultures and the different ways that same word rejoice can also be translated farewell in the Lord always. And again, I will say farewell. I think there's an, uh, an emotional and psychological connection that happens when goodbyes are done well, that especially with people that you have known that have been instrumental in your life. So like your friends that are, are scattered, you know, um, I, I would say that in that ability just then to pick up right where you left off it's mm -hmm. because there's there's an emotional trust and emotional health that is that, that has happened there my example right now in the midst of this pandemic that we're doing is suddenly um my co my college friends um one in brazil one in new york one uh uh in well right now he's in california he just flew back from nepal we're yeah. all over you know we had a probably really sat down all four of us for a conversation in 15 years. And then, you know, then when we do, it is like no time has passed that, that, that depth of emotion is there because not, we got to know each other in a sense. And then our goodbye was, you know, this isn't, this isn't forever. There's, there's a spiritual component I think that connects us in ways we don't even understand when we are that intentional to say goodbye, um, um, that, that helps you pick things up, um, when you come back. Um, I don't know. So, so when you say, you know, I, I appreciate you being, 
um, a little bit vulnerable to say, yeah, you're trying to figure those things out as, you know, as you go through 22 years of teaching. And for me, 22 years of being a pastor at St. Mark's, I'll celebrate my 25th anniversary of my ordination on July 9th here. Nice. A little over a week away. And it's, and really starting to think about, I suppose when we hit that second stage of life, you know, we're thinking about those relationships. Are we saying the things we need to say? Are, you know, to me, it comes, it, it has to come to intentionality. So um, before I throw a question back at you, think, I mean, are there people that you have known have said goodbye well? And, and, and so that's the question. And, and my motto for this is, um, and, and correct me, I can't remember if I've talked about him in, in the podcast before, but Wayne Gilman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I did. It, it's, but it just rings. This, just this vision, he is, he has lost so much weight because he's been fighting cancer. He knows he's going to die. And yet he makes himself present in the narthex at St. Mark's so people could face him and say goodbye to him. And you know, he's just spent after a Sunday morning of, of standing there, you know, and, and greeting people, you know, space is drawn in a shadow of him former self physically, but man, spiritually and emotionally, he was all there. Okay. You got me all chill just thinking about that. Cause uh, I mean, I, I, I knew him because um, I went to high school where he was coach, you know, coach Gilman. Um, and then he, you know, had an influence on uh, my son even. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, and of course I uh, knew the family. So I get chilled just thinking about that, but what a um, great example of, of, how to say goodbye when you're the one leaving. Yeah. 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 Can you, I mean, do you, do you think of anyone, I mean, that, that you look at that you would say has, you know, did that well or. Do you well, I mean, you know, it's interesting. There are lots of different kinds of goodbyes. So there's end of life goodbye. And of course, um, right. I I can remember saying goodbye to a dear friend and, uh, that was uh, ending life at a hospice care facility and and uh, and and I was grateful for the opportunity to have that goodbye. We both knew it was the last time, and he he passed literally the next morning uh, after I left him. Um, and and that was a, a goodbye that was largely there were no words there was just touch there was just hand holding and by that point speech would had become uh, virtually impossible but there was the communication of eyes and and uh, touch and spirit and I think that you know I think we underestimate and I think this gets it you know why we're having this conversation all we underestimate the the value and the role that spirit plays in our sharing our humanity with one another and how powerful uh, goodbyes can be um, for tapping into that spiritual aspect of our life. And so I think about uh, goodbyes of end of life, but I also think about goodbyes like we've already talked about of people moving away uh, that you may or may not see. And, and, you know, uh, 
especially in, in the world we live in today where uh, you don't know whether you can travel or not. Uh, and then I think of goodbyes that are, um, to me, some of the saddest goodbyes are endings of relationships that are, for me, almost more difficult because unlike a, a funeral or unlike a, a physical leaving, it's a goodbye of, of um, somebody that was important to you, uh, a loved one, uh, that the relationship ended. Uh, and so you have this knowledge that they're out there somewhere, but, you know, and so, um, but I have had beautiful goodbyes and, and beautiful endings uh, that were emotionally deeply satisfying and, and I grew from them. So again, that spiritual part uh, is present because sometimes goodbyes associated with, with growing pains. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, there's the goodbyes that we initiate for our own preservation. Maybe it's a relationship with somebody that's unhealthy for us and, and learning to um, say, you know, I love you, but I need to love you from a safe distance. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think of things such as um, if you're dealing with somebody who has an addiction, there's, there's a, uh, a term or a, a colloquialism within uh, Al-Anon uh, about tend your own acre uh, and maintain your your boundary and you take care of what's inside of yours and you let the other person take care of what's inside of their uh, their circumstances uh, because sometimes we have to say goodbye in order to not be meddlesome and not be enabling or not be uh, you know other times you, you might call it tough love if you will but I call it as loving from from the best position that that relationship needs uh, and I don't know if you've had those experiences in your life, but, uh, I have, and those are very, very difficult decisions to make. No, I, I, I have, and, or at least, you know, definitely for chapters of my life and things, whether it's, you know, you, you know, I went through a divorce and, mm -hmm. um, um, you don't forget those people, you know, you, or those relationships in college that were meaningful or, uh, and then, like you, you said, those people that you just got, you know, these for me, you get enmeshed with that you don't even, you can't even always see yourself in the midst of what's healthy about this. And yet, you know, you're drawn to this person. Um, and so there is more finality in those goodbyes. And, and, yeah. and, and I think needing to talk about the real aspect of grief in the midst of goodbyes, because it, the other, the other aspect that can happen is sometimes what you think they don't necessarily match, but you're trying to draw, draw those good boundaries of saying this relationship has run the course of what's good for me. And, um, and probably what's good for you, at least as I'm looking at it. Um, so, how how do how do we part ways and just say you know that doesn't take away because the the other aspect is it doesn't take away from the good stuff that's happened in the midst of those things i think that's what often draws us back in but um i think well so i think you know what we're getting at uh, edging our way towards is the role that goodbyes make in our lives for healthy closure uh, and that goodbyes are, are ends of chapters of one's life, and they are openings of new 
doors and pathways into new chapters in our life and that um, goodbyes are a wonderful thing. Uh, they're very poignant. They're very poetic. They can be anyway. I mean, I, um, one can plan out a goodbye either through a carefully crafted letter or carefully crafted uh, 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 event or, or final hurrah, so to speak. Um, there's any number of ways to uh, go about doing goodbyes well. And I think really, I think that's what we're trying to get at in some respects is, is pausing to reflect on what constitutes a positive goodbye as opposed to one that leaves lingering doubts or unresolved emotions. Right. So to use, um, again, thinking about some scriptural references of, of Jesus and, and he's, as he's saying goodbye, you know, in John, yeah, he ends up, he also gives them, and he does this to both people, you know, the disciples he knows are going to follow him to the end and the disciples he knows that are going to betray him and the disciples he knows that will deny him. And, and yet to, to, to a T, you know, he has words for them. And to the group of disciples as he's, you know, kind of going through that last battle and he knows he's saying his final goodbyes, you know, there's, there's this to say, you know, stay with me, remain here with me, watch and wait. And I, I think so often people just want to know what they can do. Um, and, and, and there's a graciousness of, of allowing people to, to find something to do in the midst of a goodbye. Um, it, it's why I think we, we forget how important ritual does play a part in, in, in our lives to, to find ways. So we just, um, we just said goodbye at St. Mark's also to our director of youth ministries from her role. She's still going to be at St. Mark's. And so there, that's, that's a different type of, of, of goodbye. But during the worship service, we really took time to honor her, allow her to say goodbye from that position. Um, and uh, then allow ourselves to um, ritualize that with prayer and, and a blessing. And then um, and we will do then the same thing with a hello for the next person that we have in place. Um, so speaking, speaking about saying goodbye well, I, I, is I just don't think you, can, you can't skirt it. You can't shortcut it. Yeah, you just have to. Have well, you can, but then you'd be left with some lingering pain of of unresolved feelings. You, you can't, right? And, and and it's not only that; it it keeps you from being able to say hello in the next chapter of your life to who, wherever you're walking into. Uh, you, I was, you know, looking at some psychological aspects of this, and that's and that's what it is. It, it, you, you know, yes, you can walk away, but you're, you either pay the price now or you're going to pay it later. And, and paying it now is going to have more rewards and allows, you know, at least this is my ideal, you know. And trust me, there are going to be days when I know I won't do it well, but I'm going to, again, trying to channel a little Wayne Gilman in, in, in the midst of this, even though I'm not dying, I'm just, I'm just moving to, to Eugene, Oregon, but, but thinking of, just I'm, I'm realizing more and more how much I love St. Mark's and how much I love the people I've had the opportunity to serve and how I want to honor them 
and let them know how much they have honored me in my ministry that, that I've had. Um, well, what's interesting too is uh, I'm, I'm just um, thinking uh, on the fly here. As you leave St. Mark's, one of the things you're saying goodbye to is the day-to-day interaction in this important role that you play in the lives of these people. And you're going to re, you know, be starting a new uh, role working with a new uh, group of people. So that goodbye is also part of a, um, it's part of a death and resurrection process that life really, we go through over and over. I mean, we say goodbye to childhood to enter into adulthood. Uh, and, and we are seeing where, um, if we don't do that well, there's problems in, uh, uh, young adults don't have a, a, uh, uh, ritual associated with it. There's a lot of research coming out right now and a lot of conversations about, um, what rituals do we need to have to help people transition from different stages of life? So that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode, but this idea of the concept of goodbye ritual, ending one chapter, starting a new chapter uh, is incredibly important. And, and it's going to be this process of how do you, how do you disentangle um, the day-to-day and put it in a safe, good place in order to be open? And, you know, in order to embrace something new, we have to set down something that is already in our arms. Um, and I was thinking about, as you were talking, the fact that, oh, yeah, I just recently uh, edited two retirement videos where colleagues got together with me and I recorded their goodbyes to their colleagues because we couldn't do uh, retirement parties in in person. And yet the videos were so compelling, so like... uh, um, what I realized I valued from, uh, I didn't work closely with the people that retired, but I gained so much from the ritual of helping them produce this video and the fact that it was being able to be transmitted is I recognized that part of the goodbye process was capturing the wisdom that these persons had brought to our institution to, before they go so that there's going to be another generation that looks at that and has something to aspire to and something that they can gain from it. The thing that blew my mind that was so profound uh, was there was a mathematics instructor who retired who everybody, uh, there were former students, there were colleagues, everybody talked about how meticulous and how demanding and how exact uh, this person was in terms of mathematics, but they overwhelmingly balanced that out with, I wouldn't even say balance. It, it was like, it was, it was like, wow, this person did it all. Overwhelming amount of description of what a kind, nice, gentle, helpful, supportive, uh, incredi- incredibly giving human being this person had been throughout their entire career. Uh, and, and again, it was clear that, that he was able to be successful, exacting and demanding because of the way he made people feel through the process with his kindness and gentleness. And, and I found myself feeling grateful that we had a formal process of recognizing that 
so that new hires could maybe get a glimpse of what does that really look like? How do we do that? And so, um, you know, a big part of our goodbyes in our life will happen in our career transitions. Yeah. Such as this one for you. Yeah, no. And that's, it's, it's very true. I, I, what I'm reminded, I, I'm thinking, do you remember the, did you ever watch the show MASH regularly? Oh yeah. My, it's one of my father's all time favorites. He will still watch it nightly if it's on. Well, the last, the last episode, what I remember about it and I'm, I'm, because I I just popped into my head now is I remember it's, it's BJ and Pierce that are, you know, BJ isn't wanting to say goodbye to him and it's not on any, and Pierce is looking for him, trying to get that goodbye and takes off in the helicopter and, and BJ has written, written out goodbye in stone so he could see it as he was, you know, as he was taken off. Yeah, I I think about that that ritualization of needing needing a way to put a, oh your image of putting something down before you can pick something up. You know, you can't. It, it's just like putting a child down and then picking another child up, and that that image of how, how that how that takes place. There is simple goodbyes and hellos that take take place every day. And yet our culture tends to be horrible at it. Um, yeah, may, maybe it all stems back to that Beatles song. Hello, hello. I don't know why you should say goodbye. I say hello. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know it's, oh, I'm not saying goodbye. You know, we don't want to do it. Not going to do it. But that real sense, again, that God be with you. Um, there's and, and, and needing, needing to note that there has been something significant in our lives um, and honoring that significance and then saying, I'm moving on. I don't know where our paths will cross again moving forward, but you need to know in this time, in this space, or in this period, in this space, this has been everything to me. You know? um, okay, so upstairs. Murdoch has decided to come down. Uh, I'm alone in the house today, and uh, he's needing a little. He doesn't have his usual people here, so that's. I, I'm working. Go back upstairs. That's that's one of the fabulous parts of Zoom, right? Is to, you know, oh yeah, yeah. Have the pets pets in the midst. Yeah. So <laughs> our, uh, our charcoal lab has just turned uh, uh, three months old, and we can start taking or four months old. We can start taking her on walks now. Uh, as of today. Oh, nice. Nice. You know, and, and saying goodbye to a pet is, uh, what's interesting too about pets is they remind you that they don't necessarily, they don't always connect with the future tense. So, um, you know, they're in the now much more than we are quite often. And goodbye doesn't mean the same thing necessarily. Uh, but, uh, it was nice when I came back from my most recent trip. It was obvious that he had clearly missed me. Yeah. Uh, and he's been very happy that I'm home. But I was thinking about the other value of goodbye is uh, on so many levels. Goodbye is the opportunity. And the way we can do goodbye well, I think, is it's an opportunity to express what we have learned from one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, even 
what I do try to do and I have always tried to do when a class and a session ends, there's always that wrap up session and that well wish for success in the future. And, and, and I think that's a big part of a goodbye is to recognize what have we learned from one another? What do we value? What are the takeaways from this experience together? And what do we hope uh, for in the future? Yeah. One of in a very simple way, one of the places I've seen that done well is our uh, former bishop, Martin Wells. Whenever we'd have a speaker where the, the speaker would bear things out for three, four sessions, and he would always have somebody set to do a thank you and then allow the rest of the people to, to say a thank you as we would send that person out from our midst to say what we had learned from them in our time together. We got to say hello to them. And it's, it was a ritualistic way to say goodbye to them. Another, another aspect of that is uh, Holden Village uh, Retreat Center in the Cascades. Um, they send people out every time. They, first, they welcome everybody. Everybody stops what they're doing when the bus comes in the you know, village and they all are waving and they're all greeting the people. But at the end, at the last meal, they, they do what they call the sending prayer. And, and we've been using this in our, in our church uh, to end our services. Um, you know, we, places we, we, you know, we don't know where we're going, only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us along the way. Um, and so we call it the hold and sending prayer, but I think finding ways to send one another. So, I'm, you know, I'm talking to my staff as, as I'm saying this, and, and one of our members on the staff said, you know, um, Eric isn't leaving us. He is going. Um, and, and what she meant, what she was saying by that is, is he's, he's not like abandoning us to, you know, to our own resources or whatever, but he's, he's going somewhere else to share the gifts that he has to another place. And I, I felt that very, very affirming about thinking about how, how do we send people in their next goal, wherever wherever their opportunities are going to take them. Um, and so in, you know, different ways. So trying to think, you know, where in our cup culture, it would have been normal to hug one another and it would have, or at least, you know, shake or, you know, in Italy or in, in Brazil or in Portugal, they would kiss each other on the cheek, both coming and going and have that, you know, that physical space. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out how, how do we touch one another, not only emotionally, but I can't do it physically right now, but there's still ways to, you know, to touch one another as we say goodbye. Um, and Well, I was thinking about the role that um, objects play, uh, memento. Um, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, at retirement, we quite often will do uh, uh, the retirement watch, the paper, uh, uh, desk, uh, paperweight, or, you know, uh, or it's the photo scrapbook. Um, I'm blessed. Uh, Sarah does an amazing job of documenting our life together through scrapbooking. Um, and I, you know, uh, in my professional work as a photographer, do a lot of documentation of events and, and, uh, people's lives. Uh, I've had, uh, is so many profound experiences of uh, knowing that the portrait I made was 
going to be the last photo of, of somebody. I mean, I literally um, had that happen three times last year. Um, yeah, and so I know the power of memento, the power of, of these things. And I think about even my son, when he turned 13, um, you know, for me, becoming a teenager was the first step from uh, early childhood to adolescence and, and young adulthood, et cetera. Uh, I went out and found a uh, compass in a rosewood uh, box and had it uh, uh, had a plaque put on it with a uh, quotation uh, from uh, uh, I believe it was Emerson or you know you know basically to to not follow in footsteps but to blaze your own trail and and just wanting to to honor the fact that he was he was growing up and and. Uh, and it's kind of fun because I ended up he moved, when he moved away initially he wanted me to hold on to it. Uh, now that he's gotten more settled, he you know he, we we placed it in his home, uh, and and I think of you know those are some of the ways that we we send the the power of our relationship with somebody as they go yeah. it is through memento. Right. Well, I think objects do have meaning to us, and they they do represent things. And I and I I think that's I think that's so right. I mean, it's whether it's even that formal, you know, those formal goodbyes, or you know, for me, my dad giving me my rod, the Rod Carew autograph baseball, you know, um, that we that he got when we were together, and um, you know something that would remind it reminds me forever of the time my dad and I had together and one of the things we shared that we loved but we yeah we do that in, in different ways whether it's a piece of art or a, a scrapbook or different ways I think that they do play an important part I mean this is coming from a guy that's not very sentimental when it comes to stuff like you know I, I want to get rid of clutter all the time but there are a few things Mm -hmm. messing to take that away from me because that does that does mean something trying so trying to honor that thinking you know the other aspect of this is i'm not the only one saying goodbye in my house it's my wife katie and when we were talking about pets earlier my my wife has walked through numerous people that have put their their pets down with them and she has done it with compassion she's often gone to people's homes to do it I think they're having a harder time saying goodbye to her. Many people that have both pets and are also members of the same one, then they are have saying goodbye to me. And, and, I, and I get it in a different way than before I watched my wife work or, you know, I've, I've only gotten to go on a couple of occasions with her on those things. But that aspect of, of being able to, to, to have the emotion that you need to have to allow the tears to come. Um, it's why, you know, I will always say, yeah, your kid should be there when you're saying goodbye to a pet. Um, you're, you know, and, and also your kid should be there when you're saying bye to a grandparent or um, we need to understand that, you know, before resurrection can happen in different ways, there, there has to be death and we have to say goodbye and we have to acknowledge what the thing was before we can accept what the thing will be. Um, so it's been an emotional time for me. I bet. I um, bet. I appreciate you letting me have this conversation. I just felt the need to have it. I know 
for you and me. We'll continue to see each other over Zoom as we continue to do these podcasts. And and I'm counting on new uh, places to visit and uh, streams to fly fish. Well, one, well, so here's the goal, right? My, and my wife's on board on this is they have the Mackenzie River boats. Oh, yeah. And I think that is going to be, it's one of the things I want to learn is how to oar down uh, the whitewater of the Mackenzie River and, and fish it. And so hopefully by the time you come to fish with me, I'll, I'll know a few things. So. Fantastic. I'll still bring a life jacket. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would recommend that. Yes. <laughs> I would make you wear it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to push you out though. So you got <laughs> No, you're going to be going, God, I forgot how annoying Ira is in person. <laughs> <laughs> hardly, hardly. Ira, as always, I feel blessed to have this time with you and to have these conversations. I hope as people hear this, they will think about letting us know um, those people that have said goodbye well in their lives and, and also hearing the honesty of when it's been hard, when people haven't done it well and what's been meaningful for them. So do give their comments to us on, on our site and, and would love to start hearing from folks on that. Absolutely. I, I think it's a great topic. I think um, goodbyes are so important. They give us so much, many gifts of wisdom. Uh, if we go through the process, go through the, uh, uh, the pain, uh, that is often associated with it and the excitement that goes with it too. Cause that's the other thing is, um, goodbye is the opening of the anticipation of something new. Uh, and there's always that, that, that inflection point between the old and the new that creates a little doubt and uncertainty. Uh, and I've learned to lean into that a little bit because as an artist, that's, that's where creativity happens. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think about uh, the role goodbye is having on our society is, you know, you see public memorials, you see, um, you see public uh, demonstrations right now uh, as a form of trying to make meaning. Uh, goodbyes are part of sense making and meaning making uh, out of our life. And uh, uh, they happen at the intimate level and they happen at the massive public scale uh, as well. And uh, so I appreciate the opportunity for us to spend a little time just pausing our busy lives to talk about the importance of goodbye. God is with you. Thanks, Ira. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a great week. Okay. Thank you for joining us today on the Spiritual Hedgehog. For show notes and more information, go to www.thespiritualhedgehog.com.